Hi, and welcome to Gyno Appointment Overdue, a sports examination by women. I'm Sydney. And I'm Lucy. And welcome back to our show where Sydney and I are going to delve into the male-dominated world of sports from our unique female perspective. Enlightened, even. Enlightened? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Sydney, there is a big news today. Oh my gosh. Is it, is it big news I would know anything I would have heard about? No, Sydney, I don't think you would have heard anything about this. Okay. Well, tell me then. I'm excited. Okay. 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 And this is huge. As a Lakers fan, this is huge. Wait, let's clarify. The sport. <laughs> okay. I was hoping the sport would be apparent from No, Lakers, I remember LeBron James. But okay. The Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, an NBA basketball team. We're talking professional basketball today. Basketball is my sport of choice. If you notice this show has a basketball bent, it's because it does. What can we do? Right? I mean, we, yeah. What not, can we do? What are we going to do? Which what? is nothing. <laughs> We're not going to do anything different. We're not going to do anything about that. So <laughs> I'm a huge Lakers fan. Don't give me shit. I get a lot of shit for being a bandwagon fan. A bandwagon fan being somebody who latches onto a team that they have no association with just because the team is good. I get told that a lot. I get told you're a bandwagoner. You just like LeBron James because he's the best player in the world. To that I say, Howard Schultz sold the Seattle Sonics for a cup of coffee, okay? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, like who are we supposed to I don't for? have loyalty to a team because my home team got sold. So right. I think I get... I have loyalty to the WNBA. I have loyalty to the Storm. Oh, the Storm are filthy, dude. <laughs> and then I lived in St. Louis for grad school, which also doesn't have a personal basketball team. So not that I really watched it anyway, but really, who was I going to root for? What we're saying is we don't feel bad. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Sydney is by proxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers made by a- proxy. I die for them. <laughs> <laughs> Death by proxy. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I'm a huge LeBron fan and LeBron's team, the Los Angeles Lakers just made a big move. They just mm-hmm. traded three of their players and a 22nd round, 22nd pick in the NBA draft for Russell Westbrook. Don't know who he is, but I'm excited. I mean, he sounds like he's worth three players in a draft pick. So yeah, I don't know. Russell's Russell's a okay. 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 I want to, I am excited as a Lakers fan. I am excited because I'm like, oh my God, Russell Westbrook is a perennial all-star, huge, amazing player. Is he a superstar? He is a superstar. But the thing about Russell this dude is on a hundred at all times. Like, like just gas pedal, no chill. Like a, he's kind of a crazy motherfucker. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but then he's on a team with LeBron James, who right. is, I would not say a crazy motherfucker, but in his own way is a personality. Yeah. LeBron's definitely a personality. Okay. Okay. Basically, I'm a little, I'm a little stressed about it. It seems like, okay, what the, the, the talk on like sports media, if you're in that world, which I am, is like, well, great. The Lakers are going to win another championship because now they've got LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. And then, of course, Anthony Davis also plays for the Lakers. Anthony Davis, if you don't know, is seven foot something. Oh, the very, very tall, skinny boy. He is slender. He's an amazing player. He's a great player. No, he seemed really good when yeah. we were watching. Yeah, yeah. So this officially falls into the definition. With the Angry Bird eyebrows. Oh, my God. Okay. I love him. Uh, Anthony Davis is called the brow because he has a unibrow. That's what Sydney's referring to. He has angry bird eyes. It's wonderful. He seems so sweet, too, when he's on the court. But he has these, like, eyes that look like angry bird eyes. I find it very charming. I think that motherfucker is built like a giraffe. Super heavy on top. Super skinny legs. That's well, not how I describe giraffes. <laughs> 
yeah, you're right there. Like, that's like not how you that's like, like that's not maybe an inaccurate description of giraffes, but it'd be like uh it's like no one would know what animal you were describing by that description. You're right. The definition of a giraffe is long necked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be what most people would like go for. Anthony Davis is built like a giraffe. Anthony Davis is built like a giraffe because he's got a unibrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you said originally made about as much sense as yeah, that. Yeah. Anyways, so but this isn't about Anthony Davis. This is about a young man named Russell Westfield. Brooke. Russell Westbrook. Yes. And Russell Westbrook is on a hundred at all times. This motherfucker is crazy. Okay. He just goes hard. There's no other way of describing it. You know, a lot of NBA players will kind of um maybe chill a little bit in the regular season because it's not as important as the playoffs, right? You need to save your energy. You need to conserve kind of your, your ability for the playoffs. Right, because injuries are pretty common in basketball, right? So you don't want your superstars injured before the playoffs. Right. You don't want your superstars injured, and you also just don't want guys like exerting themselves like crazy at a time where it doesn't matter. Russell has never thought about that concept. Russell Westbrook goes crazy at all times like he is just always on 100 that's the best way to describe him i mean i kind of love that energy though i mean i know i mean maybe it's not like tactically great but i thought like and i'm coming at this from like very second hand because i don't have great opinion of it but what i will say is like they play a lot of basketball games during the regular season i've learned living with you and it really doesn't seem like many of them matter that would be fair to say which it feels like a problem with the sport like well, high game, low impact. You could say the same about baseball. There's a lot of And regu- I have many times. <laughs> There's a lot of regular season games, right? And I think, you know, kind of an old curmudgeonly man thing to say on the internet is like, oh, these games don't matter. The players don't care about the games in the regular season. Well, Russell Westbrook would say, fuck you. I care a lot. <laughs> Russell Wilson doesn't even know when the championship starts. He doesn't even know when they're in playoffs. No <laughs> one tells him because he'll psych himself out. They're just like, yeah, Russell, we're just going out to play the game. Russell and, doesn't know he's ever played in a championship game. No, seriously. And he never has. But well, actually, and he wouldn't know that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I said that he did play for a championship. He did play in a championship game in uh, Oklahoma City. But it's been a few years now. For Was Russell. that for our old team? Yeah. So the team me and Sydney, well, the team I should be affiliated with would be the Seattle Supersonics. But that team got sold to Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook is a former Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, wait. What is, wasn't James Harden also? James Harden? Yes. Did he come up? Did Russell Westbrook come up in in our episode when we talked about James? Yes. That's why this sounds so familiar. Okay, okay. Dude, Sydney is piecing it all together. I'm like that meme of the woman with like all the math symbols around her and she's like, what? Like, it's like all coming together. (laughs) (laughs) James times Russell times. (laughs) Times fat times Russell (laughs) times. Okay, so Russell, I mean, you're probably wondering what I mean when I say he's just like on 100. And what I'm saying is, this guy was coined Mr. Triple Double because he was getting triple doubles so frequently. And I would just like to ask Sydney, what do you think a triple double is? I know it's when you've done a very good job in two of the some amount of metrics they use to judge basketball. I don't know if it's like rebounding, shooting, whatever like they use to judge how good a player is. I know a triple double refers to like you did really good in at least two of those categories. Not two, but re triple double. So yes, exactly. It oh, it's not to- like triple double. It's like you got double three times. You got double. You you got double digits in three categories. Oh, what are the categories? So for him, it was always scoring, passing, rebounding. But it wasn't a 
it was not a pretty, it was not a pretty sight. Okay. It's not like we're not talking about a guy who just goes down jumper, 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 passes, assist, passes, assist, gets rebounds. We're talking about a guy who had to shoot a lot to make his points. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So he's on a hundred. He goes hard. I respect this guy because he goes so hard, but very ball dominant. He needs the ball a lot of the time to make this happen because it's not like he's making every shot. Okay. So it's like, he needs the ball back. It's like, okay, I've missed like 10 times. Can I have the ball back? I'm going to make this one. You guys, I'm going to make this one high frequency, low accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of one of those. And I feel like that's a little concerning going to the Lakers, even though again, people on sports radio are like, it's over. It's over. The Lakers are winning a championship. It's over. I'm like, ah, because I just feel like him and LeBron are both kind of similar in the sense that they have the ball a good portion of the game Mm -hmm. and they want to take a good portion of the shots. LeBron doesn't care about taking shots. That's an interesting thing about LeBron. He doesn't actually, at least from my perspective, he doesn't actually care about points. At least his points. Yeah. He wants the win and he's kind of like, yeah, he's, he's all about the win. You know, Russell is notorious for, cause he had these two seasons back to back where he averaged a triple double. And to people who don't know sports, that won't mean as much people who don't know basketball. That won't mean as much to people who do that will be like, wait, what? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you probably already knew that if you know basketball that he averaged a triple double, but it's like, that's a big deal because that means consistently night to night, you're getting 10 plus assists, 10 plus rebounds, 10 plus points. But it yeah, was that's done crazy. Yeah. And he did it two seasons back to back. But Whoa. it was done in this very sort of ugly fashion where he's, you know, bricking his own shot, going and getting his rebound. Like, <laughs> I think maybe what you're mad about is that Russell Westbrook has kind of gamer optimized this. He's like, he's like realized how to like optimize scoring in basketball. He's like, all right, I brick it once. I get the rebound. That's one for me. I get the ball in. <laughs> Like he's doing some kind of like weird, like gamer, like G sport, like, (laughs) yeah, dude, he's just like, I think that's like what people don't like about him. He's just going way harder than everybody else. And they're like, well, of course you're scoring a bunch and doing all this great shit. You're just going way harder than us. We don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like read the room. None of us care that much. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, like literally, I think that's, I think that's extremely accurate. Well, here's a question from me, from me then, from my limited knowledge, but that makes me curious. We've talked about them basketball players really start or NBA players really start carrying at the playoffs. How does Russell do or how has he done when the other players care a lot also during the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think it's still really just him on this kind of consistent track of I'm going to go really hard. I'm going to put up my shots. I'm going to pass the ball. I'm going to rebound like hell. But when other people are trying harder, that's just less effective. You know, it's just less his performance decreases only in the sense that other people are. And I mean, this is a guy, he hasn't won a lot. He really hasn't. He hasn't, well, he's never won a championship. Mm -hmm. And he's never gotten super deep in the playoffs besides with that Oklahoma City team back in the day. So it's, it's not like Russell is like putting in all this effort and reaping some huge reward. It's like he's the super high effort, high energy player that doesn't win or hasn't won yet. So it's interesting to see him with the Lakers. Obviously, LeBron has won. Anthony Davis now has won because the Lakers won a championship in 2020. You're saying one W-O-N, not O-N-E. Like not one championship. LeBron's won multiple championships, right? One, yes. One as in W-O-N. W-O-N, yes. Okay. One. He's one. He's one. He's a winner. 
And this is a failure of the English language that we are identifying. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fact we're having this conversation is despicable. But I think, you know, and so a lot of people think, oh, this is a super team. This is a super team. But it definitely begs the question, okay, what is a super team? If you take a bunch of guys who are just really, really good, does that mean that they're good together? I don't know that it does. Yeah. Well, that and that I guess that comes back to the question that we we touched on in the James Harden episode. Listeners, if you've heard our first episode, um, we discussed James Harden and um, how he is now playing, I think, for the, the Brooklyn, right? The Nets. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they're um, how they have three superstars now. Right. Right. So it comes to this. Okay, so the the Golden State Warriors, right, were also like famous back in the day that even I sort of tangentially knew about the fact that they because you were you and you talked about it. But like they had a bunch of superstars that they had like three superstars. And then you mentioned that they added like Kevin Durant after a while. And then it was just like four superstars. So is this becoming more common to have like a bunch of superstars on one team? It's almost like it's been the birth and the death of the super team at the same time. It's a good question because I feel like so. We first get the like people freaking out about a super team in 2010 when LeBron James, greatest player of all time, arguably my greatest player of all time, people will dispute. He's he's for people who don't know, he is the Michael Jordan of this generation. He's for people who watch a lot of basketball. He would be your Michael Jordan, you know? Right. Again, if you've listened to earlier episodes, you would have heard about his best passive aggressive moments, which is really, I would argue when I've come to love the man. Yeah. Yeah. His passive aggressive moments are supreme, but basically he, he's an all time amazing player in 2010. He says, Hey, I'm leaving Cleveland. That's his hometown. He played for Cleveland and he says, I'm going to Miami. That's where he meets up with Dwayne Wade, another all-star and Chris Bosh, another all-star. And people are like, oh my God, a super team. Oh my God, this is a super team. I can't believe you guys did that. Oh, That's- and this was the first one? Yeah, in- it's kind of the modern era of super teams as we okay. think of them. It was the big three. People were like, oh God, well, the big three. Like, you know, if you look at it, it's not like the big three. The big three lost two of the championships they were in. So that, that Miami team, they went to four championships. They won one, they lost two, and then they won their last one. Okay. Or no, no, no. Actually, lost, won, won, lost. That's how it goes. I was, yeah, I was about to get you on that. I was like, uh, incorrect, because so, I know that. <laughs> I know the order these won and lost. Shit. In twi- <laughs> Did you? No. Okay. So in 2010, they win, or in 2010, they lose. In 2011 and 2012, they win. And then in 2013, they lose to a team they had no business losing to. And that's when LeBron says, I'm going back to Cleveland. So that super team only had four years together. They won two championships, which that's a lot of championships. 50% of the 50% of your time you win championships is like a pretty good net, I would think, for a super team. True. But if you think about it, when LeBron first was going to Miami and he was like, oh, my God, the cringiest press conference of all time. This deserves an episode in and of itself. LeBron James announces, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. That's how he says it. And I always think about that, honestly, personally, when I'm leaving a job. I'm like, I'm taking my talents. (laughs) (laughs) So LeBron's like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. And, uh, And they do this press conference that was just like literally just like a hype show. Like it was just like everybody just like jerking off LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, right? Okay. You mean metaphorically? Well, because this would have come up on my search history. If that, (laughs) (laughs) 
metaphorically. Exactly. And yeah, so they just won two championships. Which is, again, impressive to me, but... It's impressive, but it is counterintuitive to what people were saying, which is like a super team is unbeatable, which I don't think that's true because I think, and this gets to, you know, this is a greater philosophical question that not just our sports fans can address, which is what makes a team great? And is it just pure talent? Because clearly not. If it was just pure talent, that Miami team would have won all their games. I was about to ask, like, how do people, sorry, not to interrupt, but just like, you might even be getting to this, but just like, how do people... Because we talked, I think we even mentioned this in the Harden episode, like how are these three personalities going to gel together? And it's kind of a question of like, it's not just raw talent, right? It's like, you're not, you're not netting. It's, you can't just like add up talent and then get a value because it's also right. like the way they work together. How much does each of them want the ball? How much is each of them willing to give up time with the ball? How do each of them play? Like if Russell Westbrook's just going to be over there doing his, his G fuel shit and just like, just like, <laughs> bing, 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 like he's playing Mario. And then LeBron James is like trying to play a different game. It's not going to work out, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it definitely comes down to... Now, Anthony Davis will be playing Angry Birds. And so him and Russell Westbrook might actually be on (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Anthony Davis always on his Angry Birds shit. No, I mean, like, obviously it's position dependent. If your big three or if your super team is like, uh, you know... I I, I think it depends, right? It depends on how much you need the ball to play your game. Mm -hmm. It sounds like Russell needs it a lot. Russell needs it all the time. And LeBron, as much as he's like, oh, I don't need the ball. I don't need the ball. He has the ball a lot for a motherfucker who doesn't need the ball very much. Yeah. And some of the games of the Lakers I've seen, and I wouldn't say I've seen a ton, but I will say I've seen LeBron go ball really <laughs> angry at his teammates several times to get them to pass him the ball. <laughs> I'd say he's looking for the ball a fair amount of the time. And I think, I don't know. I also feel like it's kind of awkward. Like you take the shot. No, you take the shot. It's like, if you take it, you're the asshole. And if you don't take it, it's like all these players are so talented individually, but you add them together and what happens because you can't be too nice, but you can't be too selfish. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what I think about Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis. I know people on the internet are just like freaking out. They're like, Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe it. People on the internet are freaking out? That doesn't seem like them. Yeah, people are freaking out. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I hope they're good. But also, like, how good you feeling if your team wins because they're a super team? How you feel about that? Yeah, I guess that's a broader question kind of to... to, Because you talked about that, I think, with the Warriors. Like, right, you got four superstars on a five-person starting team. Like, four of your five starters are superstars. Like, how good you feel when you get the ring? I know. People almost kind of write off. It's almost like a... they're almost like okay you won but like they do like a little eh. you won but like eh. like you had the best player yeah in some ways it's like yeah in some ways that feels like more of a success story by the like I don't know who who deals with the trades the like the actual like larger organization of the Lakers or of the Golden State Warriors and the GMs okay but this is okay speaking of trades this is the other thing people are talking about with Russell Westbrook like they're like okay well if shit's not working out like LeBron is not the type to like you know LeBron wants to win above all else, right? There ain't no loyalty. So, like, if shit's not working out with Russell Westbrook, like, people are saying, like, maybe they'll trade him before the trade deadline, which is so cold. Oh, my God. And they <laughs> would, too, because oh, yeah. LeBron, an old man that still has an absolute iron grip on whatever team he's in is the sense I get. I know. That's always the joke. It's like LeBron, like, can't be coached, can't be managed because he's just, like, running the team himself. He is actually the manager. So it's like... Yeah. He's like, we got to cut Russell. (laughs) (laughs) 
LeBron in his jersey, like around other all the other corporate bigwigs in their suits, and just like, yeah, I think we got to cut Russell, guys. Russell's just like getting shots up like a maniac. LeBron's just yeah. like standing. Russell up. going bing, 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 getting his rebound, shooting it, getting it again, shooting it, yeah, triple double. Tri- <laughs> <laughs> Russell's just glitching out on the court. LeBron's like, this is not going to work. <laughs> no, I think yeah, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. I'm just picturing them playing together, and I'm just not, I'm not picturing it. You know, I'm not seeing yeah. it. I'm not seeing it. So maybe that's a good way to conclude the episode is with your predictions of of the success of this merger between LeBron James, the famous, Anthony Davis, and then Russell. Yeah. And I think as a Lakers fan, should I be more excited than I am? Probably, but I'm 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 very dubious. I'm extremely dubious. That's why I'll, where I'll put myself. I I don't think that this is like the answer, especially because you have to think about what you give up to get a player like that. And while yeah, I'm who not- did they give up? I mean, I'm sure it was like role players, not like we talk about all stars versus like just like role players. Yeah, it was like Montrez Harrell. Yeah, people that people are Montrez. Even you know Montrez Harrell. Well, yeah. you've talked about him because you like the way he plays. Sydney's making a face. Montrez Harrell on a team, on a good NBA team, you need a certain number of what we call dogs. Dogs are your guys who just fucking work. Like they don't give a. They don't give a F. They don't care about points. They don't care about nothing. They just work. Kind of like Russell Westbrook, except they're not trying to like optimize their score. They're just trying to like beat some ass. Right. They're not just trying to solidify that Mr. Trouble Double thing, you know? So like Mr. Trouble Double is funny. <laughs> <laughs> here comes Mr. Trouble Double, oh, me watching Trouble. the Lakers this season. <laughs> so yeah, Montrez, they give up Montrez, they give up Kyle Kuzma, the one who is like a TikToker grown too tall, and they put him in the NBA. Oh my God, that's the 20-year-old. Yeah, he's a baby, and he and it shows. Um, and then they gave up, I can't even remember who else, they gave up Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, oh, and they gave up Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who notoriously played with an ankle monitor on while he was on house arrest, I've which loved was his sick. <laughs> sick move. which talk about for the love of the game man so they really took the characters out of their out of their lineup to i know you know yeah that's so true so that's what they gave up for him and the the problem is you put all your you know assets into all-stars and then all-stars need role players even like as much as we need all-stars all-stars still need role players you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it doesn't work it's a symbiotic thing so I'm not super hopeful right now as a Lakers fan, although I hope that the old men freaking out on the internet, the super team, are right. I hope they're right because mm-hmm. I want LeBron to win another championship, but I don't think they're right. And I'm sure, well, I'm not sure where you land on this. Yeah, I don't think I'm probably informed enough to know one way or the other, but I will say that, yeah, I guess I'm more interested to see, so, so you're pretty sure it's not going to work out. Or not pretty sure, but if you had to place your bets, you'd say... I'd say I'm 70-30, that it won't work out. That it won't work out. That he's going to get traded before the trade deadline, or at least he's going to get traded next opportunity. I'm 70-30 that he either gets traded before the trade deadline or that the experiment just kind of blows up and they don't win a championship. They don't even make it very far in the playoffs. Okay, what is the one... Is there any scenario in which you can see this working? And I'm interested to hear briefly, because I know we're running out of time, but briefly what your take on that scenario would be. Briefly, I would say a scenario that works is your role players, your shooters really step up and you've got a lot of people that can hit shots because if that's the case, you've got great distributors in LeBron and Russell Westbrook. There's a reason why he was averaging more than 10 assists a game. He can clearly pass the ball, an assist being where you pass to somebody and they score immediately off of that pass. That's what counts as an assist in the book. That's true. He had a lot of passes too, so he clearly can distribute. But I haven't seen the Lakers actually invest in 
role players who can knock down shots. And that was kind of their downfall in the previous playoffs. So for me, it's like, I don't really care how many people you add, even if they added fucking Damian Lillard, who people were talking about, Steph Curry, which is a joke, but people were saying Steph Curry. Mm. Like, even if you add, well, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, so maybe that works. But I still, you still need functionality around those players mm-hmm. because it's not a three on five game. It's still a five on five. Yeah. And ultimately, those three superstars cannot take on five people Mm-mm. alone offensively. No, they just can't. So I'm cautiously pessimistic. (laughs) That's a great way to say it. And I guess I'm cautiously pessimistic by proxy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, big thanks to High Pulp for our intro and outro music. Yeah, guys, follow them on Spotify. We are on iTunes. So please rate and review if you feel up to it. We'd appreciate it. And until next time, remember to schedule that appointment.